Casey Jackson. I'm Miles Rogers, and this is Show Stories, produced by the Hive Mind Collective. It's a podcast about all things local music. Great stories from shows past. And promoting bands, musicians, artists, and producers that are making music in your community. And now, here's Show Stories. What's up, everybody? It's Casey Jackson, producer of our show. Welcome to episode six. Six episodes. I can't believe we did it. This is awesome. Thank you so much for checking it out. This episode is part two of our interview with Chris Sweet. We had such a good time reminiscing about the past and talking about some of his more current projects. Without further ado, here's Chris Sweet. Anyway... Back to the story of Chris Sweet. Chris Sweet. So <laughs> we're, where were we? We were at a... Um, we were talking about... Separation of Self, did all these cool lot. shows. We t- and then we were talking about Stranger, Beside, Stranger me. Beside Me. Doing yeah. more c- cool shows. Yeah. And then Stranger Beside Me. Um, I, yeah, it's Stranger. Stranger, Stranger, like, yeah, that was that was the band that did a, probably the, the most cool shows, for sure. I mean, we even got to, like, open up for, like, Lamb of God and stuff. So, Fuck yeah! Yeah, so it was. That's a sick show. It was really. Well, I mean, you guys' stuff. Like the first time I put on the first song of that EP, I just remember it, it literally felt like I was getting kicked in the chest. Like that's how hard <laughs> that shit hit. Too. Yeah, well, it, it hits, man. Stuff. Thanks, man. Yeah, that was that was a fun record to do. We did that with Stetson Bucket. So, Bucket. Yeah, that was that was like I remember when he was, you know, making a name for himself at the time, and during that record, it was like us and Becoming Everest were like his main projects and then he had done the recovery yeah the, the recovery before album. that too yeah that's really right good. but no i mean i yeah that was you know that was some of my my best times in music was that band you know me and wes you know we were it was just that whole experience of like just the old school way of just meeting up writing and just feeling stoked and yeah. eating good food and just laughing at these fucking crazy riffs that we're trying to come up with you know and Wes is, West, is like, master, dude. yeah, dude, he's he's, he's a machine. He's a he's a riff machine because yeah. he used to he used to have that that pro computer program called yeah. Tabit. Yep, and he'd sit there <laughs> he and used just that tab out he used that quite a bit still. <laughs> he, oh, well, so at bad. least with Stranger, he did. Yeah, but um, yeah, man, Wes, again, you know, like separation. I, I give a lot of credit to them for developing me as a drummer. But when I when I was writing with Wes and Stranger, that was like a development, like just full forth, like whole musician you know what i mean so me and wes we vibed off each other very well so it was i was really lucky to be able to do that with him i mean i wouldn't so. be the guitar player that i am without him I he know, taught man. me so much and it, it was it was a weird situation at first just because he was so much younger than me when he came into into drown at the stars i remember and he was just this kid that played in a band called after yep. and it wasn't <laughs> i remember after too. they were they were kind of like post-hardcore kind of yeah. emo stuff I and I really loved them. And I, I remember loved Scott, watching the lead singer. Yeah, but, um, yep. watching like, after at uh, what is it? The circuit. Yeah, yeah, the, the circuit. circuit days. He he came to practice. He's like, "Well, you guys are more metal, so let's do this song." And we were just like, all of our faces just melted <laughs> right <laughs> off, dude. Yeah, dude. West, West. Oh man, that that dude. I mean, he's literally one of my best friends, and I'm I'm just lucky to have him in my life and. To see him out of a lot of friends too, being able to do what he's doing right yeah, now, it's awesome. like he's very well deserved yeah, for, he, sure. He, for sure. For sure, I'm, I'm happy for him getting yeah. that gig. 
Absolutely. It's one of those, you know, I got, I got my cool vampire gig, but it, it, you know, was a flash in the pan and it died. Like he got, he got a job. You yeah. know what I mean? And, yeah. and his, his and not chops, only that, but like his chops changed that yep. band and did and, and yes. put that band in a new direction. Oh, that yeah. is That is, you know, yeah, sustainable. Wes, Wes is he's he. It's in his blood. I mean, he's made for that. He's yeah. made to just write songs and just whoop ass. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, and just like have the world accept it. <laughs> the last episode actually so. that we did the the, the well episode two that yeah, we released. Yeah, yeah, because I don't know when this will be. But episode yeah. two, uh, we had a, we had a, shut up, you don't know that. <laughs> don't throw fingers at me, Casey. <laughs> Sorry. I love you, I'm just kidding. Um, but no, yeah, we have a, an interview Casey did with, yeah. with Slays. Oh, cool. nice. Okay. Uh, I did it with, I did the whole band in their green room. And but really? it sounds I awesome. Really it sounds like they all have mics. There's just like a slight delay in the, in the answer. Oh, the I see. Of the mic. Gotcha. I'm, I'm priding myself on getting better at editing. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's doing real good. Go. It's all good. Um, so then after, um, <laughs> I know all the af- after this. Well, after dude, that. I mean that's, <laughs> that's what it is. It's a story, <laughs> man. You got to You got to chronal yeah. chronolodge the yeah. whole thing. I've just the next band on the timeline would have been what? Separation is self so and then Stranger Beside Me, and then yeah. after Stranger Beside so Me. So str- after Stranger, it was Hearts and Hands. Okay, that's yeah, what I, that's I what I thought with yep. Adam, right? Adam was not I mean, in the Adam band. Wasn't yeah, yeah when I joined. Yeah, um, so yeah, I mean. You know, it was it was hearts and hands. This was back when Alex Lyman, you know, he was in the band and he Fletcher? came to me and he came to me. Uh, yeah, Fletcher too. Okay. Fletcher Fletcher joined too, pretty much when I did, um, and Chris Kim too. He okay. he was he was the guitar player, but yeah, Garrett of course. So, but yeah, hearts and hands was you know pretty much on the rise when I when I joined. You know, I kind of jumped like that was the point where i was just like hey you know maybe i should do this just because they are actually doing some shit outside locally you know what i mean was that after the ep they put out um yes it was yeah Yeah. so um so yeah ak ak was just leaving the band when when i joined the band so we went in a whole like kind of a the the more radio um, wasn't that supposed to it was originally supposed to be just kind of like a side project yes yeah well i'm at the time i know it was alex lyman's baby you know he he was writing a lot for it um and uh you know when when especially for the newer direction you know but i know that he he was the dominant writer for even their ep too so but i i think him and bucket worked on it together but yeah um but yeah i mean uh I thought those. I just have always thought that those were your drums on that EP. No, that's oh, yeah, okay. that's that's all Alex Lyman, and that that was his thing. Yeah, wow. so he played drums. Yeah, oh, I so. played drums in in Hearts and Hands, but Wait. not for that EP uh, though. Okay. Yeah, but um, well, they just programmed them. Probably, probably yeah. They okay. pre- yeah. Or I just like, pictured had... him playing the drums for that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're awesome though. But no, I yeah. So Hearts and Hands was uh, again that was an, another thing where you know they were on the rise. They were signed. Um, to Razor and Tie, and um, they were looking to do like the whole national thing and actually be like a touring band. My Own Machine, um, such a good album. Yeah, I, I really love that album. Yeah. I still listen to it all the time. That's a great album. Really good lyrics. You know, I, that was that was my involvement. Was that oh, that okay. that during that album cycle? So cool. yeah, super and, uplifting album. It yeah, really <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I mean, we, you know, it's you know things happen again too. Hearts and Hands. You know, to be honest, it wasn't. It, w- it ended up not being my thing really quick <laughs> honestly but you know just it's like the the personnel or yeah music there or just yeah uh, i mean I, w- I won't get like too you don't deep. have to get personal yeah just, just but yeah i mean it, a lot of it had to do with just the vibes you know a little bit it it just wasn't my thing on the road really when it came to that band 
you know, and I Did know. Did you guys do a lot of touring? Um, I only toured one time with them. Okay. And <laughs> yeah. that was all you needed. Yeah. It was just the one time. Okay. And, and uh, but no, I mean, you know, to each their own. And, you know, I, I still love all the guys and everything's good. You know, I still support every everybody's endeavors when it comes to that band. You know what I mean? But yeah, during that time, it was, it just still, was, it was hard. It was really hard. Are they still? So. No. No, they're I not. I think Garrett's doing his own thing now. Yeah, Garrett. I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, um, so Garrett, um, from my understanding, he, like, I know, I'm pretty sure, like, for some of his income or whatever, he does, like, wedding singer stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. cool. I, th- I think so. That'd be um, fun. I could be wrong, but but I know he he has a new project called Death and All His Friends. That's what it is. Yeah, called. cool. Okay. So, That's a cool and it's, name. it's really cool. It's just awesome, you know, kind of dark pop, but they. They, I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna do other really cool things too. But their their writer too, River, he's just a younger dude too, and just kills it. He's a really good songwriter, and he's just amazing at guitar. Just knows how to do it. So cool. Yeah, that's cool. Cool. But and then after Hearts and Hands. Yeah, Hearts and Hands. So I did that one tour, <laughs> um, and that's that's actually where like my introduction was with like Johnny Craig and stuff yep. before Slaves was even a thing. Yeah. So in fact, the tour that I did. Um, that was like a big like I, I, I honestly want to say I'm confident like 100% confident in that being the reason why Slaves was even talked about oh cool it's because Alex Lyman uh, Johnny was a, a, actually a big fan of Hearts and Hands when we'd play and stuff and he'd watch us and then um, I'm pretty sure he asked Alex and I know that he's asked me too but like you know who writes all the music for, for this and Johnny basically stole him away <laughs> for slaves but no but yeah I, uh, I mean from my understanding was, that's how it was such went. a sudden thing you know like yeah I'm like, oh, cool hearts and hands is doing thing and you know I got their album and got the whole packet thing with the shirt and, and everything yeah. and then the next thing I know I'm doing this project called slaves yeah like, exactly nowhere I was like oh, yeah we <laughs> yeah it was literally that's, that's Lyman though man. Yeah, Lyman, it is yeah Lyman, Lyman jumps yep he takes his talent where, where it where yeah, it's needed. Yeah, and that's that's thing. I mean, and that's, you know, honestly, if it wasn't for Lyman and Johnny starting that, too, like even where Wes is at, you know, well, like it wouldn't even sure. have happened. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's so. literally like, you know, the, the one of the points I was making is, yeah. you know, Lyman brought brought Wes into the fold, and he goes, all right, young lad, I've, I've done all I need to yeah. do. See it's, you later. Yeah, it's crazy because now, now Wes has his band. We took, we took Wes out on tour for that tour. Uh, it was Johnny's, like, headlining solo tour, and... Wes was doing merch for Hearts and Hands. I remember seeing the posters. For yeah, John and then Ray. and then um, you know, so it's just awesome. Like we'll go Wes, like me and Wes being in a metal band. Meet you, like Casey and Wes being in a metal band too. And then doing merch for Hearts and Hands, and now he's just fucking killing it with yep. Slaves, and he's just the sickest guitar player ever. Yeah, so amazing. you know, but yeah, I mean, good. You know, same thing with that. That would, Hearts and Hands to me was really like a you know trial and error type thing. You know, I, I I'm very grateful for the things I've learned, and then you know just applying that to, to future stuff. You so, never you regret know. a day, man. Yep. And then so, uh, <laughs> after the Hearts and Hands, no, seriously, dude, I've got a list of shit over here. Yeah, too. I, I wanted to talk about so some of your. I, I don't know if it was some of your first stuff, but some of the first studio stuff that I heard you do was Chunk No Captain Chunk. Oh yeah, dude, that Restart. was that was a good time. Holy shit! And I yeah. I still I love that album so dude, much. That like, you it recorded makes that, for that? It makes me happy. What's up? You recorded? Yeah, I I did drums for their part of my French record. Oh so, wow! Yeah. So I had no idea. Did the whole record. That's right. Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, okay. the whole record there. So. 
man, that's that's a story to tell. That's that that was one of my most highlighted times ever. And I heard, you know, I heard them at the Beach House, and I didn't even know that you were a part of it. Yeah. So somebody put them on, and I was like, "Who's this?" Yeah. Like, oh, this is junk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just amazing. Just so a band from France, you know, yeah, well, like no, just I, pop. I'm familiar with them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I just um, I didn't Listeners know you had be. any. Oh, yeah. yeah. Listeners so, might not be. Chunk, no, Captain Chunk. I had no idea you were, you had played with them. So go ahead. Yeah, How so, did you meet them? Um, so actually, the you know the guy that I you know have to thank for that was Matty Perea because Matty Perea was managing them at the time. Oh, okay. He was doing all the road stuff with them, and um, I I I don't know all the backstory of why they picked me, but, you know. But but Matty, it was one of those things where Matty was like, "Hey, I know a guy or somebody that you know," because what they wanted to do was they wanted to record with Joey Sturgis here in the states. Oh, okay. And Joey Sturgis is like phenomenal yeah. engineer and he's done tons of amazing records like devil wears prada and stuff oh, wow, like that okay. so that's why i was just like holy shit this is sick because he i was a fan of him you yeah, know so sure. um but yeah i talked to the chunk guys and they're like yeah like you know we 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 had this drum we have this drummer um but he's he's just honestly not like up to par with the record <laughs> like he they did they they didn't want him to record on the record oh, wow. so i was like really i was like well then why is he in the band yeah. <laughs> that's what i was thinking you know but He's just um, one of their homies, probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, you know, I know it was like their thing being from France. And, and it's not like he was like an actual bad drummer, obviously. But like, yeah, they, I think it was like a cost expenses too. It was just easier for them to have the two brothers come out and, and like re- record the record. Because Eric and his brother, they write everything. Oh, wow. And they have their own studio and stuff. So Yeah, I remember when they like they started doing like ads for their own to record music. And yeah, their own yeah, they, they, they have... They had their own studio too, and you know, like like even their pre-pro production stuff that they that they sent me and stuff. I was like, oh my god, this is like already finished product, you know. But yeah, they they um, they were on Fearless at the time, as I think is the label, and you know they had a budget, and they went with one of my favorite engineers. So Joey Sturgis, I, I have a lot of respect for that guy, and it was really that was a really big highlight for me was like being able to do that record. And then just like pick his brain, you know, and then yeah. being able to just be a part of that whole thing. So, yeah. So, <laughs> and I was a little nervous at first, you know, when it came to that whole thing, because I didn't have a lot of time. You know, they they sent me 12 tracks, <laughs> wow. and I had and I had to learn and try to write some of the drums and everything within like a week's time frame. So was it no drums and so, it was just guitars? And yeah. You just so had to come up with it. So they basically sent me files that were programmed drums oh, okay. at the time. That's so, what I was but they wanted real drums with Joey and so uh, this is the idea we want make yes, it flashy. Pretty much. Yeah, just add your own flavor to it kind of thing. So yeah, it was a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice. Did you do anything else for that week? Like <laughs> no. Besides sleep? <laughs> no. Nope, eat was, a little bit. Yeah, no, so just work, man. just work, <laughs> just go to fucking downtown music and, and go at it, you know. Oh, so but um see that's the difference. Like when you're when you're getting ready for tour as a bass player, you can just stay in your room with that. <laughs> I know, <laughs> yeah. dude. Lucky. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, uh, so they they hired me. We talked about it. Everything was good, and and they they booked the studio time. Um, I remember going to the airport with my double pedal and everything, and just being like, "Holy shit! Like this is actually like a thing," this is real. you know. And then. I get to the airport, and then the first day that they had booked for drums, um, my flight was canceled. <laughs> oh, shit. So I was just like, holy shit. What am I going to do? So I, I call the guys, let them know what's going on, and, you know, they're like, it's all good. You know, so they were able to get me a flight the next day, but it was like the next night. So I actually missed two days of recording. Damn, oh, shit. And I know that they were on like a 
like a timeline, like a time crunch. And so you had a real machine. Yeah, I was like, I was, that. I was stressing there for a minute. I was like, I missed my flight, and then I'm not even going to be able to like start for another day. Because day three. Yeah, day three now, and I only had you know two days left. But I don't know how I did it. And did you, you want know. to take it? <laughs> yeah, like. How many of them did you want to? For real? <laughs> I want to know how many. I, you know what? To be honest, I don't remember exactly. But at least yeah, one. But yeah, yeah, definitely. Of course you did. But, sweet. <laughs> but holy shit, it was. I was in the studio. It was nerve wracking because you know I put on my headphones. You know we actually had like a drum tech there tuning all the drums and everything. And they're like, all right, let's do this. You know, like and all these Joey. Joey was in you. a hurry to try to get shit done and and start it. And I remember put on the headphones and. It was just like flashbacks of like when I was a kid. It was just that whole movie <laughs> whole thing. Like, holy like shit, flashing it's flashing. Like, here. And then, and then I just, I remember playing the first song and then I was just like kind of shaky after. And then like, I just looked up like at the, um, through the window at and the saw all of them. Room. All of them were just looking and they were just like, yes, <laughs> thumbs up, you know what I mean? Up. And that's, that broke the ice. I was okay after that. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah, man. So that's really cool. Now. Yeah, Casey, I'm so glad you knew to ask these questions. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that was that that was a really really songs. awesome experience. Yep, twelve songs, and um, the album's called "Part of My French." It's it's honestly one of my my most proudest records I've been a part of. Awesome, like, uh, drumming wise and everything. I know what I'm listening to. It's definitely to an album work. you can just like you can listen to the whole thing and just. Yeah, man. And there's there's some things I like. I haven't jammed jammed to it for a while, but like. You know, I listen to some of those drum things, and I'm like, how did I even do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah, I mean, it was the whole thing, man. Being able to even just be in a room with Joey Sturgis, you know, that was a big highlight for me because his studio work and everything at the time was just popping. Like, he yeah. was really big at the time. So cool. I was really grateful for those those French bros. <laughs> That's amazing. What so, an amazing experience. That's yeah. so cool, man. Um, well, well that, that's awesome. <laughs> I, had, so, I had no idea about all that. So what about what, what's what's up with divisions? You play oh for a man. band called Divisions. Yes, Divisions is a a, a current band. They're not, yeah, not I mean, during, doing anything currently, yeah, but cur- yeah, current but not really active right now. Okay. Yeah, but Divisions, oh, that's that's a whole novel too. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But I mean, uh, so Divisions honestly started off as a passion project with me on guitar. So, like as the the band developed. I still played the role of playing drums, okay. but I was that was my first real project that I was heavily involved in when cool. it comes to writing guitar. Cool. So, um, yeah, so I, I, I just, you know, like every once in a while, low-key, I like to pick up guitar and just riff and stuff, and then yeah. um, I ended up writing the structure for a song called Lost Souls, mm-hmm. and that was our first song that we put out, but um, yeah, so like once... Once, uh, you know, me and that's when I was, you know, friends with Chris Darnell, too. Chris Darnell, genius of a guy, too. Like, he's the one that did all the recording and everything for us, too, you know. But we we were, you know, we, we worked on some music previously. I helped them record drums on a, on a record that he was a part of before Divisions. And we just kept in touch. Was that uh, Par for the Curse? Yeah, Par for the Curse, yeah. So, the, oh, with Ruben. With yeah. Ruben, Rube, yeah. Ruben, yeah. Ruben's t- Rube's tattooed, tattooed all oh, the shit. Oh, dude, Ruben is the man, yeah, man. His, his man. work is insane. Yeah. <laughs> all of our friends, see? Yep. See, all, all the cool friends are doing so cool. <laughs> All the cool friends. Salt Lake yeah. City, baby. Right, but yeah, so um, but yeah, so Chris, you know, every, every time I've really talked to the guy, you know, he's very he was very quiet, kind of soft-spoken dude, you know, but like, 
it was just obvious he's, he's a fucking genius man he's so smart and he's so intelligent but he took on the recording world and just learned how to do shit like on his own and we literally recorded all of that first divisions record in our basement so, so rad. yeah because it sounds so, amazing <laughs> yeah dude he he I love that. i have to give credit to him i mean he like i have the ideas and stuff but darn's really made it come to life you know like i i would tell him to do things or we would collab on things and the whole band really you know what i mean we all had our ideas but yeah darn's he really nailed it when it came to to division but yeah <laughs> so darnell yeah he uh so i you know back to the lost souls thing um i had the song for lost souls and then i recorded it with darns when darns lived with ruben at the time Oh, okay and then it just flowed so well like our workflow the way that we thought together everything worked so well that i was just like you know what like maybe he'll maybe he'll want to do it (laughs) maybe he'll just want to be a part of it you know so i asked him and he was like yep (laughs) yeah let's do this so yeah he's like um let's do this so i mean it, it was a journey with just me and him first you know and then lost souls was written and that's when I started thinking, like, okay, well, if, if he's a part of it, you know, maybe we should start considering, like, a lineup. So I was just thinking about, you know, friends from past, obviously, you know, like yeah. past projects that you're a fan of or, yeah, you know, sure. the value of that, you know. So Nick, you know, he was in Fire, Fire in the Skies um, back in the day when I was in Stranger. Okay. And Nick, uh, you know, he's he's from the Ogden area and stuff, and they played oh, out there okay. a lot. I don't know if you guys remember Fire in the oh, Skies. Of course, but, I remember Fire. Yeah, in the Skies. yeah they yeah, were yeah. they were really awesome too. Like they were they were doing really cool shit too. But it was that time, uh, like um, as told by Morgan Freeman and, and uh, Knights of Apocalypse. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Yeah, yeah dude. Holy things. shit. Yeah. I think I remember like a bill. It was like all of them, like, like <laughs> as told by Morgan Freeman and yeah. Knights of Apocalypse and, and Fire in the Skies. Fire in the Sorry, Skies. Yeah. But yeah, I mean Nick, you know I've. I, Nick, I've known for years, too. I mean, we, we weren't really close or anything, but, like, we were always just, like, you know, giving each other kudos for our projects, you know? Yeah. He played even in that band, Mock Suit. They were way, like, with Demir. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. With yeah. Demir, Hammer Yes, uh-huh. Bro. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, um, so Nick, Mock yeah. Mock Suit. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. But That's it, a name. Nick was a, so yeah, I mean, I've, I've known Nick for years and every time, you know, we've hung out and stuff, it's been fine, but I always really liked what he did in Fire in the Skies and I was like, oh, it'd be really cool because he plays guitar and he does the vocals and stuff. So I was trying to really line up people that could do not just one thing, you know what I mean? So Nick, you know, I hit him up and he was down. He, and not only that, but he's a great like graphic artist too. So yeah, he does he, like screen he did screen stuff, printing yeah. too and he does his, the designs and everything too which was really awesome you know so we had darns doing the recording and helping on the writing and then nick doing designs and helping on you know what i mean so they were able to utilize other things other than just, just being good at their instruments cool. you know Very cool. so that's what well, i was I mean, thinking it becomes an art project exactly about, you know what I mean? yeah it's an, it's an all-encompassing thing yeah and then after nick me darns and nick uh you know we we talked to, or Nick at the time was working at Musician's Friend, I think, and this is when he was talking to Nate and Jimmy because they they were there too. And Nate, um, you know, he he played in a band called S3X, is what it was, I think, is what it's called. Back in the day, they they were kind of you know like a big thing too. Back in the day, I honestly was never really into his band. Yeah, <laughs> um, I actually thought Nate was a turd at first, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean honestly, like. I was wrong, man, because Nate, you know, he's one of my favorite people now, and, you know, he's one of my best buds, too, and we actually live together, too, and everything, but, yeah, Nate, I mean, 
the thing with Nate is like everyone loves him, you know, and he's just such a social butterfly. He makes everybody laugh, and he just knows how to network really well. Cool. So Those isn't he important. hanging out with Justin important. Green? Yeah, right he's now? right now. He's busy right now, tech teching for Grin, and I'm really happy for him. That's awesome that he gets to do some cool shit too, you know. Right. So, but um, yeah. So Nate, uh, the other thing too with him is he also sang too. So it was kind of cool to to have him and Nick collab on the clean singing stuff, yeah. you know. Cool. And then, yeah, so Nate, um, you know, did the bass part. And then Jimmy, obviously, I always, I was a huge fan of um, his previous band called Consumed by Silence. So, CBS, baby. Oh, my God, dude, Jimmy's, yeah, his, his scream tone, like, like his range, dude, he's insane. (laughs) He's amazing. So, you know the Adams Boys, then? Yes. Oh, yeah, dude. Adam Boys, I love them, too. Yeah, I love Travis and Josh. They're good, good men. But, yeah, Jimmy, too, I mean, so... The end of the Stranger Tell is kind of when I met Jimmy because he just joined Consumed. But Jimmy, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a no-brainer. Like, he was yeah. one that I envisioned for this project, and uh, he, he did everything exactly what we expected him to do, and he cool. nailed everything. So, um, you know, and him and Nate were really good friends, too, so that made it easy. <laughs> yeah. And then, but it's, like, funny because Jimmy, he has, like, the most powerful vocals ever. And then when you actually get to know him and, like how he is he's just the, the chillest so dude nice, yeah. just so nice Way nice, dude. just want to pinch his cheeks <laughs> oh, yeah. that's funny but yeah you guys, i remember watching you guys like out of nowhere i just saw you posting stuff about project divisions and then the youtube video dropped i think it was for lost souls yeah right? yeah it was and i was like oh god he's done it again <laughs> he's done it again <laughs> dude very sweet again and i, I think it, it was just like you guys built such great anticipation over like the next year dropping another video i think you dropped yeah. two videos and a cover video right we did yeah yep and man I, and then i just remember seeing like the first show that you guys played at liquid joe's and like the energy that had already built up from you know just having that online right presence. at least for me oh like, that's it, it all like came out of that live show and I, it was that's one of crazy the best shows that's crazy to hear to. that man cool. we appreciate that <laughs> yeah well first off thank you man yeah we we just we just try to strategically plan things and knowing like you know we're like okay well, you guys are all smart dudes you guys have all been in bands yeah that's like, that was the thing it it's like you know we, so we just applied everything we learned from previous stuff and was like okay well if we're gonna do this we're again we're, we're not getting any younger let's let's try to do what we can to like do it right do it relevant and do it right and then just make sure to like space things out properly you yeah. know what i mean so for sure and yeah i mean honestly that's because of that plan is what kind of got us picked up right after that. So um, once Lost Souls dropped, um, I actually got a call from Chelsea Grin's manager. So, um, and uh, I actually knew them and I met them previously when I did tour with Chelsea Grin. So it was nice to like actually like talk to people that I knew. But uh, Mike Nordine was his name and he was uh, actually doing like merch managing for Chelsea Grin. And he's done a few other things too, but He's like, hey, what's up with this project, you know? I'm like, all right, we just, you know, we just dropped this, what's up? And he was like, well, what are you guys trying to do? And um, I was like, I don't know, cool shit, hopefully. (laughs) You know what I mean? What are you trying to do? (laughs) Yeah, I know. And then then, uh, he's like, well, yeah, I I have everybody in the office right now, like, rotating the song, and everybody loves it, and we'd like to work with you guys. I'm like, holy shit. Like, they literally just, we dropped that video, and we got a call, like, right, like, right then and there. 
And so wow. I, it was it was just like, holy shit. Well, first off, like, you know, I was kind of nervous because I overthink things all the time anyways. I was like, well, okay, but we only have one song. <laughs> you know, it's like, how, how do you know you want to work with us knowing, like, what if we don't write anything as cool, you know? Yeah. And I kind of explained to them too, you know, my involvement, you know, like this is like, my first real thing being in this role of, of heavily writing guitar writing yeah. so I was a little nervous about that you know but like Darns and Nick you know like that's why I chose them too is because they they're great they're I mean Darns is a killer guitar player and Nick too you know I've loved everything they've done but yeah so I got the call from from Mike Nordine and um, they they wanted to do like a like a distribution deal for like an EP so I talked to Darns and we were like, "All right, well, let's get to work." <laughs> so we wrote a we wrote an EP. Um, it was supposed to originally be an EP, a release, but then what happened was um, Mike Milford at the time, that's Chelsea Green's manager. He took our songs and pitched it to Razor and Tie, and Razor and Tie immediately was like, "Yeah, like let's definitely work with these guys. We want to sign these guys, but the only catch is we don't want an EP. We want a full length." So the day that we turned in the oh, EP, wow. <laughs> we were like, oh my God, okay, we're done. Like, cause they, they were really pushing hard for yeah. us to get it done. And you know, we, we, we were learning shit on the fly. Like Darns was learning how to record and I was learning guitar shit. I was like, well, I don't know what the fuck we're doing, but, but we're pants. just, we're just trying to do it. <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, so, and then Razor, yeah, they, they wanted to sign us and you know, they, they said, we just want a full length. So literally the next day, I remember, like, I was waiting to hear back from them on what they thought of the EP. And they're like, all right, well, Razor likes it, but they want a full length. <laughs> so we're like, fuck, we just got done with this. <laughs> so we got to do it again, but we did. I mean, but that's honestly, like, the whole time being in Divisions, it seemed like it was just like playing catch-up, honestly. Because we never, we were mostly a studio band at the time. And we only, you know, we only got to, we only played, like, one real show at the time. And... Honestly, like it was just kind of nerve-wracking. It really was. But yeah, so Razor, Razor ended up, uh, you know, giving us a, an offer, and we accepted it. And then that's when we realized, to be real with you guys, that was the real thing that like really changed the game for me when it came to the logistics when it comes to music. Because you know, I don't, you know, I can't say too much like on the label itself. But you know, a, a lot of, a lot of, uh, you know, our our situation with divisions. It became a situation where we were being held back quite a bit. We With weren't able to. Label. Yes, we weren't able to release anything um, for a few years, and you know, it it changed a little bit. It changed the environment a little bit of how the band. They just know, wouldn't mesh. let you release stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, they pushed us really hard. They pushed us really hard to get it done in a certain time frame that was almost yeah. impossible. And then when we sacrificed all that time to get it done. They were like, okay, thank you. And then they literally sat on it for almost three years. Oh, my God. Yeah. See, that, it just feels like they... Yeah. Like they... I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to explain it. It's really hard because, you know, we... Like, the thing about Divisions, we made it so easy for... for like, even if, even if it wasn't this label, just anyone in general to, like, sign us because... We were able to record our own music. We did our own merch designs. We, 
you know, we have the capability, we had the gear. You guys are running yourselves. Yeah, like literally the only thing a label would have had to do was just pay for like promotion or pay for ads or something and that was or it. Get, or buy you in on a big tour. Yeah, just just put us on something cool, you know. Yeah. And so our, our plan, you know, after we gave them the record was to, you know, they were like, okay, well, let's get you guys on the road. Um, just to get you guys familiar with that, obviously, and just to see how you guys last kind of thing. And we did. We did a couple pretty awesome tours. We met, you know, lifetime time friends after those tours with the bands that we did. But it just like every time that we do this, these tours, you know, we would not hear anything back of the next step. Or like they would they would have us on this tour, but then we'd not get really any responses on like the release dates or anything. It was really just like a plan of like, hey, let's get you on the road so people can be familiar with you guys. And then after that, we can like, you know, knock out a game plan of you know when we can release stuff but we were literally doing that for almost three years we were just waiting around like our whole lives were That's just rough. like you know three of us lived together at the time so we're just like okay what do we do about jobs what do we do about like money like we want this obviously but yeah and we're doing everything we can to make it easy for them you know we even did our own music videos with our buddy tim yeah you know so they didn't even have to pay for that <laughs> but like yeah so it, it was it was a you know it was a hard lesson learned you know what i mean so we got excited about an opportunity but it just you know sometimes you know we hear this stuff a lot you know shit yeah. happens sometimes yeah shit happens <laughs> and you ended but, up basically you guys ended up buying your music back yeah so what, ha- what ended up happening is we did we did the last tour that we were on they were supposed to push um our return to silence video like hard that was supposed to be like our first real label single basically okay. So that was that was a whole thing, you know, with Tim. We were up in the mountains in the snow trying Such to get all these shots and out. stuff. It's a it's fun, but yeah, we uh, we were supposed to use that, but yeah, like they didn't say anything to us. They didn't tell us anything on the tour, and so like towards the last end of that that tail end of that tour was just like, hey, like guys, I'm sorry, but I just don't think I want to be a part of this label anymore. You know what I mean? They're not really doing anything and stuff like that, and it's it just seemed like a lot of empty promises yeah honestly so and so yeah we you know fast forward real quick we you know we we did buy the rights back to the music and we released it on our own so nice. but obviously as you guys know you know sometimes that kind of shit takes a toll on you yeah you know? and, absolutely and the whole band you know it honestly like we haven't been doing much recently but i think the break was needed i really do especially for darns <laughs> that poor guy had to be in the studio you know for forever but you guys worked so hard for yeah just kind of just you know for sure yeah it was almost like they were getting the music out of you guys so that they could stow it away yeah and for whatever reason i don't know why but it just doesn't make sense to me yeah we we didn't understand it either (laughs) but at the same time when when we would try to like find the solutions for it or you know being respectful trying to get emails back or something like that you know we just never got anything it was they, and then by the time that we bought our music back, it was like no solution. It was just like, okay, well, it looks like you guys aren't happy, so here's an exiting contract. Okay. Wow. Cool. <laughs> yeah. See ya. So. <laughs> See you later, guys. But yeah, but no, I mean. Well, that's cool. I mean, you, to control your destiny, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's, you're not well, I'm, I'm just happy because we weren't, you know, it wasn't like we were in crazy debt with any label or had to pay back any money. It was really nice that we had that. You kind did of, everything yourself. Yeah, just, we had that kind of mentality where we set ourselves. The downside is they restricted you. Exactly. So, yeah, but no, I mean honestly, like you know, the the band's not doing uh, much right now. But 
you know it's there it's there if we want if we want to get together and do some cool shit you know we'll, we'll see do you guys jam <laughs> yeah do you guys jam like oh no we have we haven't jammed <laughs> that's the other thing too we don't really practice <laughs> unless it's like before a show but yeah we we haven't really jammed or anything um you know darns he he uh, ended up buying his own house and everything and yeah. you know he's got a really good thing lined up for his life and that's cool everyone's kind of doing their own life right now and we'll see you know once you we, we talk about it we talk about it because we love leather bees so we're always like let's go to leather bees eat some ice cream and talk about this shit. Trace's <laughs> peanut butter nice, cup right oh yeah it. dude, dude that's yes my jam. That, i love time. it <laughs> every time but, but shit we just did another 40 minutes holy shit <laughs> so um we're gonna right, obviously man. have to have you back yeah, we'll I mean, obviously, back. like this is so <laughs> great. So we'll, we'll hey, talk, let's just say goodbye to you for for today, right. Chris. Well, thank we you guys you. for having Thanks. me yeah. you, you get, and supporting Thanks for coming supporting local this, music, man. man. It's really good to be here. Well, that's our show for this week. We want to give a special thanks to Chris Sweet for giving us this interview, spending like an hour and a half with us jabbering about music. We really appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming on. We'll have to have you on again for sure. If you're in the local Salt Lake City music scene. And you want to share your story, talk about your band or your project, please hit us up, the Hive Mind Collective SLC at gmail.com. Or you can just hit up one of our social medias at the Hive Mind COL SLC. Be sure to check out all the projects mentioned in this episode. That's kind of what we do this for. I want to thank Miles Rogers for all his hard hosting work. We want to really thank all of you for listening and downloading the episodes really means a lot to us please reach out with your feedback five star reviews where you can any questions to the same email that i mentioned before and as always guys we'll see you in the crowd show stories is a production of the hive mind collective slc